Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, it's plastic-free July, and I don't know about you, but my efforts to try and cut down on plastic do seem to have gone out of the window over the last few months. So this has come as a timely reminder to take stock and to renew my efforts. Along with the online crowd who watched the second sellout screening of the film The Story of Plastic with Sustainable St Albans last week. The film looks at plastic pollution and the worldwide effect it has on the health of both us, the humans and the planet itself. It has some really harrowing footage from all over. Fields full of plastic litter, mountains of plastic rubbish, rivers and seas clogged with plastic waste and skies choked with poisonous emissions from plastic production and processing. And even if you didn't see the film, you'll have seen footage like this on the news and Blue Planet, um, David Attenborough's award-winning series. And the message is clear. Plastic that we use here in the West is ending up in other countries where it ends up polluting the land and the ocean. Plastic doesn't biodegrade, but it does break into tiny pieces that enter the food chain. And the amount of plastic that we use and throw away is growing. Now, fortunately for us, there are lots of local businesses and organisations that are trying to help us cut our plastic use. More about them later. But first, let's hear from a master in the art of waste-free living. Kate Cody was invited by St Albans Green Party to do a talk entitled Almost Zero Waste. Uh, A blogger and green counsellor, Kate's war on waste is remarkable. So I invited her along to share some tips and inspiration with us. Kate, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So could you just uh, just share with listeners what you have achieved personally as far as the sort of the amount of waste that you produce goes? Indeed. Well, we, we had significantly started to reduce our waste, but it, I thought it would be better to sort of properly quantify it. So we put our bin out January 2017 and we thought that's a good start point. E- easy to see how long it, it goes. And it's actually now gone three and a half years so that's that's the sort of summary of that which okay, i know so that some people yeah. yeah so that's less than one wheelie bin full of waste of rubbish that sort of landfill rubbish in in over three years now yes three and a half years yeah since we put anything out to, to landfill so the bin is probably about a third at the moment something okay. like that and how about how about recycling does, does that just mean you're very good at diverting stuff into your recycling bin no absolutely not that's a bit of a myth people will assume that we do loads of recycling so we don't put any waste away but actually when you're reducing by so much and you're looking at all aspects of your life and everything that comes in actually our recycling only goes out about six times a year and that could go out i think well 26 times because it's every other every other week so no we don't do a huge amount of recycling which sounds really really weird but i'm very keen to have recycling as the absolute last option so we will do a lot of reuse or not have it in the first place is, is obviously the first thing but reusing, so things like egg boxes will go back to people for reuse and, and jam jars, wine bottles, I'll give them to friends and people making things for fates. Cardboard, quite often I'll compost things like uh, toilet roll tubes, innards, that sort of thing. So it, it's as important to me actually to reduce my recycling as it, as it is to reduce my landfill. 
Okay. So Kate, where did your motivation come from? Where did your journey start? That's a question I get asked an awful lot. It's quite difficult to answer, but I, I suspect there are things rooted in childhood. And I was very lucky. I was very fortunate. We did live on a sort of small holding and we had our own chickens and we had our own goats and um, my mum grew her own vegetables. So I sus- suspect that a lot of it comes from that. And I've, I've consequently always had a, a passion for nature I've always very much enjoyed being outdoors and, and enjoying that and loving it and, and feeling a deep connection with it. And I suspect the journey went from there. But this this isn't an overnight thing. When I mean, people say, gosh, how can you not have that any waste? It's not, you can't really start from having an awful lot of waste and do it overnight. So that's just probably impossible. And I think it's just a journey. And the more you do, the more you do and the more holistic life becomes it's, it's really like a philosophy in my life I suppose right okay now I, I can imagine some people sitting there going well that's great but it sounds like a part-time job I just don't have time for that amount of finding homes for jam jars or whatever does it take a lot of time no I think that's another common myth actually uh, it's it's about reducing so much is reduced in in my life that I have the freedom to do other things so one thing I would say that that does help are very very good systems so I do know that everything has a place and it goes in that place and once that's full it goes out of the house or out of the recycling box which lives just outside the front door and into that we'll put things like light bulbs and stuff like that so it's it's very important to have good systems but no it's it's not about this takes so much time because I'll give two very quick examples about time saving. One would be the bathroom because there's very little in there. It's incredibly quick and easy to clean and keep tidy and organize. And if you go into the sort of average bathroom and you open cupboards and things, there are all sorts of lotions and potions. Now I just wouldn't have those in, in my house. So time wise, it's a lot, lot quicker. And if I do, I don't really use supermarkets, but if I do go into one, I can walk down entire aisles where I know I'm just not, I don't want any of it. I don't buy it in there. So a lot of time is saved in that manner. And also probably another time saver is that I don't actually have a TV. Right. Okay. So a lot of time could be wasted there then, can't it? Possibly, possibly yes. Yeah. yes. But it sounds, it sounds like um, you've kind of cut your life down to its bare bones. You've really simplified and taken out the sort of consumerist tat, I suppose. Would, would that be a, is that the way you think about things? I think that's a really pretty good analogy of it. Um, and it's interesting because I don't look at things as, as giving them up and losing them it's not about loss for me I've actually gained time and I've gained a much more happy a much deeper life because the things that are important to me are friends and family love relationships kindness that sort of thing and none of those are consumer goods I don't want a life personally don't want a life where I'm totally and utterly ruled by consumer things and, and advertising because Ultimately, even if it's your favourite celebrity saying, oh, buy one of these look like me, really, that, that just doesn't do it for me. I, I want a deeper connection. I want people to like me and be my friends because they love the person inside. And I think, and we all know this deep down, I think, but a lot of it is just nonsense. You can't take it with you. I don't want that to be my legacy and I don't want to leave it for others either. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've just from talking to people, I have the feeling that some people um, during lockdown have, have worked out the priorities, which it sounds like you had already. Do, do you think that perhaps coming out of lockdown, um, people might be more coming around to your way of thinking? I really hope so. And I, I don't want to say my way of thinking because, you know, everybody has to take their own journey. And I'm, I never say to people, you have to do this or whatever. I'm just showing people what can be done if they want to do it. I think that's quite important. And I think it, it, you've raised a great point there because lockdown for many people, you're absolutely right. It, it, we've suddenly stopped. We've slowed down. And this sort of thing about not having time, it's, it's about where you put your priorities sometimes. Not always. I appreciate that. But quite often, you know, we stuff our children's lives full of they've got to do this and that and the other and the other. What about just doing nothing with them and having a conversation and going for a walk? That's actually hugely, hugely beneficial. And I really, really do hope that, that people continue this feeling that they've had during lockdown for some people. Of, of course, I'm not saying it was a good thing. It was horrific and very, very sad. But in terms of, for me, I suppose it, it, I didn't miss certain things. I don't shop anyway, and I just didn't miss things. The only things we bought were food and a few plants and seeds, which I'm turning into food anyway. It, yeah. it, it strips everything back. It really does. I mean, the other thing that's a little bit short at the moment is money. Does your way of life... Uh, does it cost a lot more money, you know, having to use perhaps small producers and this sort of thing? No, absolutely not. I don't agree with that argument that is, is sometimes there. The, the, the fact of the matter is I can afford something that might be a little bit more expensive because I'm not buying nine other things. So it's about priorities for me. And actually there is loads and loads and loads of cost saving. Of course there is because I'm just stripped out all sorts of things. I don't buy this. I don't buy that. I don't buy the other. And it's not, for me, that side of it isn't actually just about money. I probably could afford, I'm lucky enough to be able to go and buy this object if I want to. But for me, I'd rather it was secondhand. I'd rather that it wasn't, it hadn't been um, produced brand new specifically for me. So if I can buy it secondhand and, and promote that side of things and reuse, et cetera, et cetera. Because ultimately we are stripping natural resources every time we buy something new from the earth and it isn't sustainable absolutely isn't sustainable at this level with this number of people okay another thing that um there's i believe that you think quite carefully about is um who you spend money with where your money goes to could you tell us a little bit about that Absolutely. Yes, I'm very passionate about giving my money to local independents. And because of that, there are many, many large companies, I won't name them. But uh, there's a classic huge one that a lot of people buy from, I just don't use it. I don't look at the price. I don't think, well, it's much cheaper on that said company, because there's a cost to everything. And I would rather support my local ironmongers and make sure that the high street is still there for us than then be supporting a huge company where just far too much money and power actually is is going to so yes it's very important to me to not buy brands that's that's something that by giving up brands i've saved a lot of money a lot of time and a lot of ethical 
you know, I, I, well, I believe yes. I'm making a better ethical choice. Yeah. So you, you were a local councillor there in Tewkesbury. Could you just tell us about some of the local initiatives that you've been able to start that have helped um, reduce waste locally? We've done all sorts of things. We're now a refill water station, so people don't have to come and buy a plastic bottle if they're in town. We've done things like No Mow May and Wildlife Friendly Gardening. There's a few recycling streams for difficult items, such as um, toothpaste brushes and tubes. We also take things like bandages, which if you're in a company, I mean, if you're at home and your bandage has a sell-by date on it and it's, it's a couple of whatever out of date, that's not a problem, I don't think, personally. But in a company, you cannot have them in such a manner. They have to be in date. And those bandages, they're sealed. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just going to go to landfill. So we collect those and send them to the local animal shelter. So that's a really good one. And we're actually looking at corks, wine bottle cork recycling. That's the next thing. Um, we've also done a lot of paper reduction. So things like I, we, the councillors now at town have to opt in to receive paper copies. I've um, stuck to electronic for me, so I'm saving paper, but also lots of handouts. So everybody would be given a copy of something, it would be read out, and then usually it would be left behind for recycling. So things like that have stopped, which is really good. Okay. Um, so, Kate, um, we're all listening and thinking, wow, that's, that's amazing what Kate's done. If you could have us do one thing, what, what would it be? I think the most important thing is to consider everything. Everything you buy, every purchase you make, everything coming into your home, just have a little think about it. As I say, you can't do a journey like I've done overnight, so don't feel guilty about it or any of those things, but just start to consider and think, A, do I really need it? Or B, is there an alternative? Can I borrow it? Can I get it secondhand? Do I really need it at all? And if I do, I don't know, for example, you're going to go and buy a new broom or something buy a wooden one not a plastic one those sorts of choices okay that sounds like uh, quite a tough ask but uh, one we can at least start work on isn't it kate thank you very much indeed for um sharing those with us and if like me you were inspired by kate you can find kate's blog at ecocody.com where she has 37 tips to go plastic free this july she's also on twitter at kate cody eco and both kate and cody are spelt with a c rather than a k now, uh, locally, efforts to uh, help us go plastic-free, eat whole foods. We've got a special promotion for Plastic Free July. 10% off refills, minimum spend of £20 to qualify. Um, and that applies to all of their dry goods and their cleaning and self-care products. Um, do remember to take along your bottles and jars, etc. The refill pantry on London Road, um, where you can buy loose pulses, beans, etc., as well as get toiletries and home cleaning refills. Um, They've got uh, some plastic-free goods to uh, uh, to give away this plastic-free July. To take a look at their Facebook page for for details um, and to keep it nice and safe in their little shop, you might like to know that you can book a shopping sp- slot or use their order and collect service on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And whilst Jill Watson's phase-out plastic market store isn't yet back on St Albans Market, Jill is taking orders which she will deliver to you. Take a look at the phase-out plastic Facebook shop to shop the lovely plastic-free products or the phase-out plastic market store Facebook page for some great plastic-free tips.
And Sustainable St Albans are sharing tips on going plastic-free every week during Plastic Free July. And this week they've got some great tips for a plastic-free kitchen. Now, if you missed Louise Palmer, St Albans District Council Waste and Recycling Officer, with her latest tips, um, then please take a look at the podcast page of the Radio Verulam website. In fact, you can listen now to every edition of Environment Matters by going to radioverulam.com forward slash podcasts. Plus, you can subscribe to the weekly Environment Matters podcast through your favourite podcast provider. Do follow me on Twitter at RV underscore environment. Take a look at the Environment Matters Facebook page or drop me a line at amanda at radioverulam.com. If you've got any comments about the show or ideas you'd like us to cover, I'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening.